ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. There are two ways that you can do so. You can email us ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, that's ignition at sfcatholic.org. Or you can tweet at us at sfdiocese and use the hashtag ignition. Again, at sfdiocese and use the hashtag ignition. Um, if you like to use Instagram to communicate, I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, again, I mentioned I'm, I'm Chris Bergwald. Across the table from me in studio today is Dr. Jason Heron. Great to have you here, Jason. Thank you for having me. Um, and what we're going to be talking about today is the first of the four moral cardinal moral virtues, the first cardinal virtues, prudence, justice, temperance, fortitude. So we're going to be talking about the virtue of prudence today, what it is, what it isn't, why it matters, how you grow in it, et cetera, et cetera. Not everything you want to know about prudence. We only have about 27 minutes, but hopefully at least enough to get you started. Before we get into the detail, in case you've never listened to Ignition before, uh, we'll introduce ourselves a bit. Again, I mentioned my name is Chris Bergwald. I'm the Director of Adult Discipleship and Evangelization with the Diocese of Sioux Falls. been in that role since 2002, uh, September 1st, 2002. So as we're recording this here in the early fall, it's been 17 years since my wife, Jermaine, and I moved to Sioux Falls. She and I have been married for 20 years this year. We have five kids. They're all South Dakotans, um, born and raised here, unlike mom and dad. I came from Minnesota and Jermaine came from Ohio. So just a little bit about what I do and my background. Uh, Jason, you want to introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, I uh, teach moral theology. Well, really all theology down at uh, Mount Marty College in Yankton, South Dakota. I'm going into my third year there, and uh, we just moved back for that job after I finished my PhD work at the University of Dayton in Ohio. Um, I'm married to Hannah. We've been married 17 years. We have six kids. Uh, And... We are really enjoying being back on the Great Plains. What do you mean about back? When you say back, you you came back here, you're back on the Plains. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, my wife is from Maine. I don't know if she's enjoying being on the Great Plains, but <laughs> but, uh, but I, I uh, went to Roosevelt High School for four years, so okay. I have some familiarity with South Dakota culture, but I was a pastor's kid, and I moved around the United States quite a bit. Wait, you're, you're a pastor's kid? I was a pastor's kid. Your dad's I a am pri- a pastor's your, your, kid. Your dad's a priest? No, my father uh, was a an evangelical minister, and then um, some years ago, uh, left the ministry and became Catholic. Right, but you led the. So we'll have you back on some time to talk about your story. Sure, you sure. led the way in the family, though. Well, right? kind of. No, uh, Long story. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if my family would want me to say that I led the way. Okay. Uh, and I, it's probably not good for me to think that I led the way. All right. All right. Well, somebody's got to go for you, you get the mistakes done with, okay, whatever. Yeah. yeah right. 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 There Someone made some mistakes first. There yes. We go. That's there an we go. easier way for me to accept it. Excellent. Excellent. So, um, you're, 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 Area of specialization, if you will, in theology is moral theology. That's why I wanted to have you on talk about the cardinal virtues. Yes, I'm a moral theologian. I mean, I'm somewhat a little more focused on Catholic social teaching, but um, yeah, moral yeah. theology. Moral That's theology. my bag. There we go. So before we get into the details of the virtue of prudence, again, which is what we're focusing on today, could you just in a minute or so just 
talk a little bit about what are the cardinal virtues? Maybe why are they even called that to begin with? Yeah. Uh, cardinal virtues are the, I mean, they're not red or uh, related <laughs> to birds. Uh, the, it's from the Latin cardo, which means hinge. Mm. So the way I usually imagine it is that your entire, the happiness of your life and the freedom of your life hinges on whether or not you have these, these virtues, these powers of your soul. So, um, can I, can, can I yeah, just, sure. I, I, I love, so unfortunately I, I can't go completely down this rabbit hole, but I didn't know Cardo comes from the Latin word or the Cardinal comes from Cardo, which is Latin for hinge. Uh, and I love your explanation, your life, your happiness, your fulfillment as a human being, as a human person hinges on the degree to which you foster these powers of the soul, these virtues in your life. Yeah. I mean, that's the way I understand it. I haven't, to be honest, I haven't like pursued all the different uh, ways that other people in the tradition may have talked about the word hinge, but, but this that's, is a way to that's talk what about makes it. sense to me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why you would bother with the word hinge. Right. Otherwise, otherwise, I mean, you could say the moral life hinges on them, but I, I, I don't usually say it that way just because I don't want people thinking, um, you know, if you don't have the virtues, then something, I don't know, it's evil. And if you do have them, it's good. Right. Uh, right. It's, it's, it's a larger concept than just, uh, good and evil. Right. It's, right. it's about like da- daily life and, and flourishing even in circumstances that are not clearly good or evil. Right. And so it's, it is, I think about whether, whether you have the virtues or to what extent you have the virtues, we probably all have them to some certain extent. Right. Uh, to whatever extent you have them, your your daily life is impacted, and your happiness and your freedom hinge on the extent to which you have the virtues. So, if you want to be happier, if you want to be more free, that interior freedom—not talking about whether or not you're handcuffs or not—but even even the the prisoner. Uh, who's serving a life sentence can experience more freedom, uh, interior freedom. If you want to flourish more, you want to grow in the virtues. Right. And these are the hinge virtues, if you will, the four sort of, in a sense, chief moral virtues that is about human moral action and so on. Right. That'd be another way to explain why why we would use the word hinge. Uh, We have all these other virtues. Like you could say humility is a virtue. We always say patience is a virtue. Mm -hmm. But we would... In, in moral theology, we would say they're indexed or annexed to the four cardinal virtues. And so all the other virtues kind of hinge on these. They they pivot on these or, they're or something to, like that. One time, I often, I, I, well, yeah, I've often heard it described as sort of a parent-child relationship. So the yeah. other the other virtues are, are children of these four right. parent virtues right. in a sense. Right. Okay. So um, we're going to, we're going to focus again here on the virtue of prudence. So just to start with... I think the the basic question, um, the fundamental question may be, uh, what is prudence? Uh, Prudence is being able to act creatively in a difficult situation, I think. Um, The analogy I usually use with my students is, uh, I know this is going to make a lot of listeners very, very angry. Um, (laughs) That's what we do out here on Ignition. (laughs) the, the, The example I usually use in my in my classes when I describe prudence to my students is, is Tom Brady. Um, uh, and so what? I, and there's just, an outcry against the right, cheaters. Right. right. Uh, I mean, I, I don't hate Tom Brady. Be- I married a, a woman from Maine. Right. So she's, yeah. Uh, I'm not, yeah. Right. But, um, 
I like I like to choose Tom Brady because he's sort of this. Of course, he's a savant. I mean, like a football genius. Right. Whether he cheated or not, he's a football genius. Yes, I agree. I, um, I agree. But he's also just enormous and doesn't move very athletically. No, so he's, he doesn't. You can kind of watch him always kind of like, it, he appears to be in slow motion all the time. Right, right. Um, it's painful to watch him scramble. Yeah, very. And so, but this is not what I talk about uh, when I talk about oh. Tom Brady. I mean, th- so, so what I talk about when I talk about Tom Brady and Prudence is when he's in the pocket, he appears to have all the time in the world. Mm. And there are a variety of forces arrayed against him and they're right. coming for him. Right. And he seems completely calm. Mm-hmm. And obviously he's very good at making the decisions he makes. Mm-hmm. And the variety of factors that are, that he's taking in all at once uh, boggles the mind for an unathletic guy like me, mm-hmm. but he's, he's seeing a variety of possibilities and they're all true possibilities. They're all goods in a certain sense. Which receiver to throw it to, um, right. et cetera. Yep. Yeah. How to, how to advance the ball, the ball. And he, uh, he, he's not flustered by it. And he's creative in the face of all this danger and all of these possibilities. And we know that he conducts himself successfully because he's got 1 million Super Bowls. Right. So, um, you know, he's winning. Uh, this isn't a perfect analogy for prudence, but the, the prudent person exists in on the field of life, the, the moral life, and is surrounded by a variety of moral dangers, whether they're, you know, temptations or old habits or, or invitations to um, self-destructive choices or, you mm-hmm. know, any, take your pick, take mm-hmm. your pick. You're surrounded by these dangers and uh, you have a goal that you're striving for and that's happiness and freedom. Um, but the way to happiness and the way to freedom is, is littered with obstacles and, and is also, um, subject to a variety of interpretations. I could go that way. I could go that way. Um, I could give up and crumble on top of the ball. I mean, any, any number of things. And so the prudent person is able to navigate that complexity, uh, with skill and creativity. And we know that such a person has been successful because at the end of his or her life, we speak of, we speak of that person as a wise, a wise person. The eulogy is usually pretty beautiful for Mm. that person because, um, we've learned to go to that person for advice during our own difficult situations. We've seen that person conduct himself, himself or herself, um, with great aplomb. Great aplomb. Aplomb. So I want to go back. You started that, that, um, that eulogy to Tom Brady with... He's, he's, he's alive. Know, he's, he's alive. alive. Okay, I think yeah. he's alive. <laughs> he's dead to some people. I do not wish, uh, <laughs> I do not wish Tom Brady's death. <laughs> the, that prudence is the ability to act creatively in... Was it difficult? Or in, in, yeah. in, in, in any situation? Or, or what was the... Do you remember the word you used there? Can we roll the... T- <laughs> uh, prudence is the ability to act uh, creatively. creatively. Uh, in very difficult in situations difficult where there's situations. no clear clear road forward. Obviously, if you're having <clears throat> to choose between something that's obviously good and something that's obviously evil, and you love the good thing and you hate the evil thing, the choice is relatively easy. That doesn't like, require much prudence. I don't deliberate and have to decide whether I'm going to like kidnap a kid tonight. Like That's not right. <laughs> a thing that is even on my radar. Right? You are so prudent for making yeah, that right. decision. That invo- For me, that involves no prudence. Right, right, okay. Um, 
but you know how to take care of a parent at the end of life and what to you know there's all these other situations where it's not clear what you should do maybe you're faced with two evils maybe you're faced with two goods right and you don't know what the best thing to do would be right, right. a prudent person can act even if even with without the clear knowledge that what he or she is choosing is ultimately going to be the right choice. Maybe, maybe somebody's trying to recruit you to go to teach at another university. Right, right, right. <laughs> that's not happening. Yeah, yeah. No, Marty, no, don't worry. Happening. I'm just kidding. Not, I just made that happening. up. It's <laughs> not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening yet. Oh. <laughs> so what I loved, I love, I do love that football analogy um, because you talk about how uh, to be prudent, you know, you have to overcome obstacles, but there are also forces that are actively working against you. Yeah. So in the spiritual life, I mean, we have, unfortunately, our own sinful tendencies, our concupiscence, those desires that we have to, to act wrongly. We also have spiritual enemies. Um, the demons who are who are trying to sack us, mm-hmm. to use the football mm-hmm. analogy, and unfortunately, sometimes we have uh, "quote unquote" human enemies who sure. who are trying to make our choices more difficult. Um, and and so the ability then to uh, how important is it that you're call, like Tom Brady? You're, you're right. I think of as opposed to another fantastic, incredible modern quarterback, Peyton Manning, who would start to get happy feet when the mm. when when the defensive linemen were coming for him. Tom Brady is always very, almost always very calm and collected and cool in the pocket. So is that sort of I don't know calmness um, part of the nature of prudence? Do you think, or is that more <laughs> of just a personal temperament in the case of this particular quarterback? Oh, interesting. Uh, I mean, if you if you consider the people that we hold up as sages, yeah, they're usually they don't have happy feet. Right. We have like the image of the sage is <clears throat> in whatever wisdom tradition you want to choose from, is someone who possesses a great deal of serenity and Ser- e- equilibrium. Serenity now. Serenity now. <laughs> uh, yeah, a great deal of equilibrium. And so, um, I mean, the image of scrambling is kind of, is, is kind of useful here because I think a prudent person, the reason, uh, this person is able to make the decisions he or she makes in difficult situations is because, uh, his will is committed to the good and, uh, he earnestly desires to accomplish what is good for his freedom and his happiness. And so, um, that firm resolve to be that way, I think, has a. I don't want to say a calming effect because it sounds like a sedative, <laughs> but like like an equalizing effect. Sure, you know, you you are uh, there's a certain patience with yourself and with others. Um, a prudent person understands complexity and the difficulty of complexity, and so it would make sense that a prudent person would be a patient person. Patient. Yeah. Great. And so patience doesn't usually manifest itself as happy feet right? Right. and scrambling. It's Amen. like equanimity. There we go. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Ignition, a broadcast of the new evangelization. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald, uh, talking today with Dr. Jason Heron about NFL quarterbacks and how they, <laughs> we're, mm-hmm. we're talking about, uh, we're doing a, a little series here on the cardinal moral virtues, prudence, justice, temperance, fortitude. This is the first episode in the series. We're talking about the virtue of, of, of prudence, and we're just looking at the analogy of, of a great uh, quarterback and their calm ability in the pocket with, with, 
um, the 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 defensive uh, front coming to sack them, how they're able to advance the ball down the field effectively, like Tom Brady. It even if you're not, may a or may fan. not be Tom Brady. It may right. or may not be Tom Brady. Okay, so um, it is. A, I think that's a really helpful analogy. So some things that to me come from that. Uh, is is it a matter of intelligence then? Is prudence like? Is there is there any sort of direct correlation with intelligence, or um, do you not have to be very quote unquote book smart to be incredibly prudent? That is a great question. Uh, so, in the tradition of <clears throat> moral theology and really moral philosophy, stretching back to the ancient Greeks, you would. Um, differentiate between our speculative intellect, our ability to just for shorthand, like do math. Sure. And our practical <clears throat> intellect, which is Excuse our me. ability to make decisions and act okay. uh, based on some knowledge of what's true and what's, what's good for us. And so uh, by, by God's mercy, you don't have to be book smart to be practically intelligent, so you don't which have is to... the greatest news ever. <laughs> so you could be, you, 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 you might not have a lot of speculative intelligence, but you can still have a lot of right. practical intelligence. Right. And we all, we all know this from experience. There are plenty of people who have an incredible wealth of book knowledge and are surprisingly foolish right. in the decisions that they make. And then the, the inverse is true. I mean, I come from people who have almost no book learning and we're able to make magnificent decisions in the face of adversity and, and to mm. really become uh, freer and happier humans because they exercise their practical intellect prudently. So we would say in, in moral theology that prudence perfects the practical intellect, your ability to act with, with intelligence. Okay. Um, boy, I've got a ton of questions flowing from that. I, sometimes I've heard um, Prudence referred to as the queen of the virtues. Have you have you heard that before? Yes. So in some sense, that has some some primacy among the moral virtues, at least. The kind of virtues, again, about virtues around human action. Um, my sense of that is, is because it, it governs the others, precisely because of what we're talking about, how to make the right decisions, <clears throat> excuse me, at the right time. In a sense, how to be, this will be another question I want you to answer later. Is there a difference between prudence and wisdom? What's the relationship between mm -hmm. the two? But first, for now, is that why prudence is kind of called the queen of the virtues? Yeah, I think that if you, um, you know, the, the three other cardinal virtues, justice, courage, and self-control, um, they need to be, they need to, to be coordinated in certain circumstances. Um, they need to be activated. They need to be marshaled. If you want to stick with kind of quasi-military football yeah. language and, and prudence, um, the queen of the virtues. Sure. Like, I don't, I don't know anything about Queens. So <laughs> do they coordinate things? Do I they, do they make, right. bring people together and, and deploy them? I have no idea, but, um, yeah, prudence rules the other virtues because the other virtues are going to be manifest in the actions that you take. Um, so prudence is usually there along with all the rest of them okay. in whatever okay. circumstance and okay. 
that will make more sense by the fourth yeah. episode. Maybe. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah. So what, what about the relationship between prudence and wisdom is, is to say somebody is prudent. Does that mean the same thing as saying that they're wise or is, is there a distinction between the two beyond just me being different words? Yeah. Um, if we think of the, if we think of wisdom traditions and the figure of the sage or, you know, like the Kung Fu master up in the mountain where mm -hmm. you have to go like try mm -hmm. to apprentice yourself and he mm -hmm. won't let you. Um, they're not usually wise about impractical things. They're usually wise about things that are incredibly useful to you mm. as a human being. That's why you go seek them. Um, and so sometimes you hear prudence called practical wisdom yeah, as like just a perfect synonym. <clears throat> so in that sense, there's not a lot of distinction between prudence and wisdom. I guess maybe there are people that want to finally distinguish, I don't know, yeah. like say a Thomist yeah. who would want to make a, a very, <laughs> I doubt a Thomist would want to do that, but uh, you know, split the hair. Sure. And I, I don't know why you would, but I'm not the wisest person in the okay. world. I mean, maybe there's a reason to, but I, I, th I, th I think of them as synonymous with I'll allow or just open the possibility that there's distinction because we do say practical wisdom and not just wisdom. Sure. Right. So maybe there's, there is a speculative wisdom. It sure. exists. Right. But again, I think the figure of the sage is really important. I wouldn't climb the mountain over and over and over again to study quantum physics. Yes. Right. But you know what? I think there are probably a lot of people that would. Who would? Yeah. So don't listen. Don't listen to me about the figure of the but, sage. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Nobody's coming up my mountain. There we go. Yeah. Yet. Literally, Yet. no one. <laughs> so we've got about six minutes left in this episode of Prudence. A couple things that I'd like to talk more about, but I'll let you sort of pick which one go, which one you want to focus on. Maybe both, if we have time. Um, what isn't prudence? Maybe what, like, how would you just like, how do people falsely understand prudence is, is one thing. Uh, but then, um, how do we grow in it? Like, how do mm. you, and that probably applies to all four virtues. How do we grow in each of them? But today we're talking about prudence. Yeah. Uh, I think we can do both. Okay. Uh, we usually associate the word prudence now with like extreme care. Uh, mm -hmm. he was, he, Often in terms of like, isn't there like a financial company called Prudential? Yes. Um, for some reason, and I don't know the history of this, but this is often said that now we think of prudence as something that has to do with being careful with money. Okay. Being cautious. Sure. And um, I think the Tom Brady uh, analogy is helpful. Mm. Is cautious the right word for Tom Brady? I have no Probably idea. Probably not. I don't think that's it's it's not it's not like he's incautious, right? <laughs> it's just that it's he's not, not risky. Yeah, it's not the it's not the word for him. Yeah. So we often think of a prudent person as maybe somebody who has trouble making decisions or excessively solicitous for his own concerns and can't really venture out. Yep. And I think a prudent person actually would do things that other people who are imprudent might think were risky. We're risky. Okay. Um, so I, yeah, I think that's kind of what prudence isn't. It's not excessive caution Okay. Um, or an inability to make a decision. In fact, it's the, it's actually the opposite. It's the ability to make a very quick and decisive decision. Just because I think along those lines, well, let's be prudent now. Let's, yeah. let's yeah. be prudent. And that right. can be, can't do that. Yeah. Can't yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We would want to get away from that okay. definition because it leaves you sacked. <laughs> you know, in the, right? You're right. Just, Amen. Squashed. Okay. The other question was, uh, 
How do you grow it? Grow in prudence. Yeah. Uh, you you have to spend time with prudent people. This is Seriously? the classically classically frustrating uh, <laughs> uh, virtue ethicist answer to how do you grow in the virtues? You spend time with virtuous people. And if you are so unfortunate. So you apprentice yourself. You to apprentice the yourself. Yeah. You do need to climb some mountain and find find the sensei and and apprentice yourself. Uh, if you are so unfortunate as to not live near one of those mountains or you have none of those people in your lives, we, uh, we have lots and lots and lots of stories about prudent people. And that's not the same as being in a relationship with someone who's prudent, but apprenticing yourself to a master is kind of like the first, the first step. And then because prudence is a lived reality, not something that's, uh, sort of laid out for you with mathematical certainty, the second and third and fourth and fifth steps of becoming prudent would follow on that relationship that you would form with a prudent person because your prudence is going to be lived out in your field of, of play. And it may have nothing Nothing to do with anything we can say on this podcast. Right. So, um, this is a frustrating thing in virtue ethics, but the, the figure of the, so now we have two two archetypes. We've got the sage and the exemplar. The figure of the exemplar is is critical. Um, the exemplar is the, 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 the example, example the, the, model. the model for for how to be how to live this virtue. We don't like that because um, the moral life is supposed to be you know codified down in a book. And I, I did, exactly I yes. did this and Just I give didn't me the do book. that. Right. right. I ticked off the list today. Tell me what to do. Right. And this is a different approach to how to be free and happy. Right. So now, it's, 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 now much, much of what we just said uh, would, could be said regardless of your religious affiliation. Most correct? definitely. Right. Most definitely. So, I hope so. I, right. I hope so, so. So because the prudence predates Christianity or the, the understanding of yes. prudence goes, yes. goes back to the ancient Greek philosophers, at least. Um, having said that, to me, it strikes me now speaking to our Catholic brothers and sisters in particular, but... In a, really, I think in a sense, also all Christians, but literally by the grace of God, we can also grow in the virtue of prudence. So as Catholics with regular access to the sacramental life of the church, um, through my reception of Holy Communion, through my um, receiving the sacrament of reconciliation, um, through the grace of God, literally, I can grow in mm-hmm. the all the moral virtues, including prudence, right? I would... Hope so. That's yes. what I'm banking my entire life on. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that uh, the sacraments would actually uh, dispose of, in in the sacraments do many things, but one thing they would do is make us sensitive to the presence of virtue around us. Mm. So, if you feel that you're not surrounded by prudent people, um, an increased sensitivity to the presence of virtue where you don't expect to find it would be a real mm. boon. And I think that the sacraments open us up to the startling witness of virtue, you know, in most unlikely places. An increased sensibility to the presence of virtue wherever you find it. Mm-hmm. That's very tweetable. I just tweet mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't tweet, so you, you can have it. <laughs> um, so we're, we're about, like, literally have 30 seconds left, Jason. Any, any final tweetable sound bites? Don't make bad decisions. Don't make bad decisions. So going, going go, back to go Tom Brady. Go, ooh, uh, going back to the beginning. Prudence is the ability to act creatively in difficult situations. I liked it at the beginning. I still like it now. Okay. Uh, and that model of the, of the quarterback and the sage, the exemplar, the model, um, all of that 
Thanks for being here, Jason. Yeah, thank you about for having Virtue. me. Absolutely. So we'll be back next week. If you're listening to this on the radio, we'll be talking about um, justice and then temperance and fortitude in the weeks to come. And that wraps up with this episode of Ignition. Email us ignition at sfcatholic.org with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.